Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with your hosts, Ken Carnes and David Cottrell. In each episode of this podcast, you will get the tips, skills, and resources you need to ignite the leader inside you. Now, here are your hosts, Ken Carnes and David Cottrell. David? The, the shift that we'll be talking about today is the shift from structure, which we've had in the past, we've had total structure, to what we call enabled autonomy. Uh, which is not complete autonomy. It's enabled autonomy within the structure that we have within our organizations. A lot of people will say, well, I want total autonomy and do my job. Just leave me alone. I'll figure it out. I want to do it the way that I want to do it. Well, that might sound good, but you do not want everybody on your team doing that, uh, nor do you want the people that support you or you support doing that. There has to be structure There has to be rules. There has to be um, uh, restrictions on all of us so that we can do what needs to be done to lead us to where we're trying to go. With total autonomy, everyone just doing what they want to do, it's going to lead to chaos. Chaos is not going to lead to sustained results. Uh, Chaos is not going to help us get to where we're trying to go. So this particular chapter is about that evolution of going from total structure uh, to enabled autonomy. And Ken, I think you came up with that title, enabled autonomy. Uh, Where did that come from? If you look at kind of the evolution of performance, pre-industrial and industrial age, again, it was all about being told what to do. There wasn't hardly any autonomy. It was all structured. It was command and control. Then we started to move in, as we had mentioned before in the earlier chapter, into more of the process orientation. It was more directed by the process. So you were really just trying to meet numbers and meet statistics. And then we now moved into where with this complex business, we really have to have more autonomy. We have to be able to react. One of the greatest examples that um, I think show that um, the, the need for the shift is if you look at the U.S. military, previous it was all command and control. There was the Army, the Navy, the uh, Marines, the Air Force, and they were all kind of in their siloed organizations. And for them to move, it would take command and control to tell them to move. And they wouldn't necessarily move in conjunction with one another. They would have separate orders. What we found and what the military found is in 2004, everything changed because the enemy's tactics had changed. Now these uprisings could happen anywhere in the Middle East. And we were losing the war to those insurgents in a very, very difficult way. So the military figured out that we could no longer be in that that very stringent, structured command and control that had worked for us in the past. Now it was a very complex and very fast-moving, agile enemy. So we had to match and actually get out in front of that. So the U.S. military actually changed their structure from that very stringent command and control to now what we're seeing as the future of this network of teams. In any given time, you could see a Navy SEAL being transported by Army Ranger helicopters, the reconnaissance coming from Marines on the ground, and supported by Air Force drones and aircraft. They're very purpose-driven, which is to defend democracy and freedom across the world, but they're mission-focused. These network of teams trained together, could be weeks, months, or years, they then go 
at the go time, go execute that mission. And then once they're completed with their mission, they come back, they debrief it, what went well, what didn't go well, and then they disband. They go back to their levels of service where they came from. The unique part of that is all the information is shared real time. Decisions that are needed to be made on the ground are made by soldier-led, not commander-led. They are monitored and supported by a command, but because they've opened up the communications, they've opened up the visibility as to what it is, and they've trained together as this network of teams, it's a much more rapid pace, much more agile, and much more effective fighting force. That's pretty interesting. What would happen if those guys did whatever they want to, wanted to on their own? Then there would be no communication, there would be no, there would be no structure, and things like disasters could happen, a friendly fire. Um, not knowing where or how to get to where you need to go. And so without some type of structure, without some type of training together, then you couldn't trust one another. You couldn't trust the information that you have and chaos would ensue. Yeah, yeah, that's not good for anybody. You know, one of the things I think is important on this enabled autonomy uh, section here is to enable our people to have that autonomy. We, we have to have pretty simple rules in effect don't you think absolutely uh, can't be complicated rules that are subject to interpretation uh, and that's one of the things that we talk about um, in the book and one of the biggest rules that you see is that transparency is king there's no withholding of information so one of the things is that you have got to be able to share information knowledge is power and it's more powerful if it's shared so that enable autonomy if you're withholding information because of command and control or structure or whatever it may be you're not enabling autonomy you're actually disabling that autonomy mm -hmm. so that's one of the key things is where you have silos built those have got to be broken down and that's where you start to enable this autonomy if you're building a lot of structure in there just like chaos ensues on the other side of it, too much structure allow, won't allow you to meet the agile needs, the, the quick thinking that you're going to need in organizations today to meet the very complex business environments and the rapid change that, that are going on. Yeah, that all makes sense. And, and that sort of leads us to the next one, doesn't it? You know, if you cannot really have that enabled autonomy unless you have, like the military, a common purpose. And now we're moving away from just pedantic mission statements or vision statements that just reside on, on corporate websites or in conference rooms or waiting areas. Now what we've really got to be able to do is be much more purpose-driven and employee-led. So in our next shift, why don't we explore that moving from drift to truly a purpose. Okay. Terrific. You've been listening to the Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure and visit cornerstonelearning.com and cornerstoneleadership.com where you can pick up your copy of Leadership, making leadership everyone's business. Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook, a follow on Twitter and LinkedIn. There we post blogs and link to other resources that will guide you in becoming a leader right where you are. Thanks for listening.